0: This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor, Scott & White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line. The ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now, here's
1: Neil. Thank you, Snoopy, very much, and thank you to the front line. We'll talk more about that as this hour unfolds. And uh, we welcome you. I have two open lines if you'd like to call right now, 800-288-WBAP. That's 800-288-9227. Phone calls have been coming in really fast the last, uh, well, I do three programs on the weekend. One is a statewide program that goes to about 33 stations. One is on KLIF, on that's a sister station here to WBAP, and that uh, program airs... Uh, Saturday afternoons from one until three. And then this program from eight until 10 on Sunday mornings. And, uh, the, I keep a log of all of my calls and, uh, we are back to, uh, to prime time numbers of calls. I'm going to recommend to you, if you want to call, call now and, and you won't be blocked out because I do have two open lines, 800-288-9227. It must be almost spring because they're really picking up. Today's SP- Oh, by the way. By the way, two weeks from today will be the uh, the date of the Super Bowl, as you well know, and uh, traditionally for 39 years now, I have had Dr. George Ray McEachern, now retired from Texas A&M University, the state fruit and pecan specialist, as my guest on that day, uh, to talk about those topics exclusively, because that is not my strongest suit. Uh, he is uh, that's that's what he has thought about for his 40-year career with Texas A&M, and he's going to be with us again. And uh, George Ray said, yeah, I'm going for 40. How about you, Neil? I said, absolutely. So uh, the 39th of those years will be uh, next uh, uh, two weeks from today. All calls that day will be pertinent to uh, uh, fruit and pecans. And uh, so uh, that's one to look forward to. I hope you'll join us. It's just amazing to me, the calls that come in, the questions that come in. Uh, Very often there'll be a, a question from somebody who is a commercial grower and wants to talk to George Ray, and, and uh, I just sit back and and moderate and uh, and don't say much because, <laughs> oh, he's, he's so good. So two weeks from today, same day as the Super Bowl always. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Bubba. Bubba is a gentle one-year-old mixed breed boy. He's a shy guy looking for someone to help him come out of his shell. He has striking blue eyes, a white face, I mean really white, Splotches of black and gray down his back with his big floppy black ears and black button nose, he's one handsome guy. Bubba is sweet. He loves to be petted on his back and behind his ears. Bubba prefers to take things slow and steady. Enjoying low-key walks and outside time. My kind of guy. He may be bashful, but it's clear that Bubba has so much love to give. He does get along well with other dogs. He would love to find a family with another confident pup who can help show him the ropes of his new home. Bubba is waiting to meet you at the SPCA of Texas Jan Rees-Jones Animal Care Center in Dallas. To meet Bubba, come visit him any day between noon and 6. And I might add that it it sounds from the the reading here that Bubba just needs somebody who's patient and who would like a, a, a nice, quiet dog. He's only a year old. But uh, you have a chance to make a real difference for Bubba. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Bubba has been neutered, microchipped, he's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines, and he's waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese jones Animal Care Center. That's at 2400 Lone Star Drive, I-30 west of Hampton Road. The SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center is open for adoptions every day from noon to six. Animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. Please browse our available animals at spca.org/find-a-pet. Visit spca.org/dog-adopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash cat adopt to inquire about a cat. Once again, it's Bubba and go to spca.org slash find a pet. One word. And I hope we can get Bubba adopted. He's just a gentle, sweet, good natured guy. And that is sponsored by Womack Nursery Company. I mentioned to you, George Ray McKeachin will be here two weeks from now. Womack Nursery is the source of all the varieties that George Ray will be recommending. There is no tandem, uh, tie between Womack's and AM, other than the fact that Womack's pays very close attention to what AM is recommending, and they try always to have that available to you to provide it. All the AM recommended varieties, they have been very closely akin, uh, allied to allied to AM since they founded back in the nineteen thirties. They have wanted us to have access to those best varieties. And uh, you'll find that to be the case. Now the, the problem becomes toward the end of the digging season which will come up in about six weeks. They run out of the recommended varieties, so don't delay any more. Get your plants ordered now. They'll help you. You can also go online. There are some wonderful Texas A&M Horticulture fact sheets on each of the different uh, types of fruit that you might grow. Just uh, Google uh, Texas A&M Horticulture peaches, or plums, or pomegranates, or whatever you want, and uh, then you can find the varieties and go to womacknursery.com, and their catalog, their online catalog, will also recommend the best varieties for your area as well, womacknursery.com, they are fabulous, uh, you you will find, and, oh, and by the way, they're in Deleon, Texas, but you don't have to go there to get your plants, they deliver by mail order, they've been doing that all of that while. It's a great nursery. They, they have hundreds of acres of pecans and fruit trees of all the different types. Grapes, blackberries, they have it all. Take a look at that catalog online. W-O-M-A-C-K, com 2551 State Highway 6, Deleon Texas, 76444. Their phone number, they're open six days a week, closed on Sundays, 254 254- 893-6497, that's 254-893-6497, Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what health care
0: workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us.
1: And now, back to Neil. All right, Snooby, Thank you very much, and let's go to Betty in Mansfield, who's been waiting patiently. Betty, this is Neil. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Neil. I'm anxious hear? to hear what you have to say about my orchids. I mean, my tulips. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of problems. Okay. <laughs> tell me, tell I, me what you need. I, I never put my tulips in the, re- in the refrigerator like you're supposed to, hmm. and I, I saw they had them on sale at Walmart yesterday. So I thought, well, maybe I can go ahead and plant them. So that was why I was calling you, if I could still plant them, since I didn't refrigerate them.
1: Uh, do you know why why they need to be refrigerated?
2: Well, that's what the Internet says.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the reason that we do it is to give them an artificial winter, because without it, we're awfully warm in Texas. Uh, even, even with these cold spells that we have, we're, we're still very warm. And without that chilling, they bloom short. They'll bloom when they're two or three inches tall. And um, so that's why we do the pre-chilling of 45 days at 45 degrees. And then we try oh. to plant them uh, before the first of the year. Uh, there are just a whole lot of things that have come off the tracks on your question. Uh, we're late. You're late to plant them, and they didn't have the chilling. Oh. And, and so I think the odds of their blooming normally are, are pretty pretty minimal um if you own them and can't return them then there's not much uh that there's no nothing to be gained by saving them because they will they will use up all their stored reserves before next year so you might as well go ahead and plant them um but they should not have betty I, i try always to be honest with my callers and so with no apparent uh uh, sympathy, <laughs> I, I throw this out, but but I do have my arm psychologically around your shoulder. They should not have been bought. You, if you can get your money back, I would try to do that.
2: Oh no, I dug them up last year, so um, I saved them. So oh, I, thought, so I thought,
1: when, thought you. I thought you bought them at Walmart yesterday.
2: No, I saw them at Walmart, so they were grown. They had them in little oh, pots. They were grown. I got
1: half the facts in now. Yeah. Uh, so, go ahead and replant them and and hope for the best. But they're usually. When should I
2: have? To- no, when they're usually
1: annuals. That? We buy them, uh, chill them, plant them, and, and then move on to another cycle where we buy more and chill them and, and plant them. The, the ones that you see, when you hear that the Dallas Arboretum or the Fort Worth Botanic Garden or commercial landscapers are planting uh, thousands of tulips, they're using them as annuals.
2: And when is that? When is it? When should I have planted them?
1: You, you normally would buy them in October or early November, oh, put them in the refrigerator oh. for 45 days at 45 degrees, and plant them the last two weeks of December.
2: Okay. All right. Well, I'll, huh? I'll, I'll put that in my uh, calendar, my garden oh. calendar then.
1: All right. Well, I, I have
2: I, your book, too.
1: I could have looked in your book. It's in there. It's in there. I promise you. If you have okay. the, this newest one. Are we still okay. friends? Are we still friends? <laughs> We're still <laughs> friends. All right. I can't
2: wait to call you today, though. Okay. Thank I'm you glad hear. you
1: called. All right. Have okay. a good day in spite of me. Thank Take you. care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Folks, we have an open line. I try not to abuse people too badly. I'm about three for three out of the last three calls. 800-288-WBAP-800-288-9227. Please call right now. We have Jan and Saxie, and we'll go to Jan in just a moment, and I'll try to help uh, there. 800 288 wbap 800-288-9227, two open lines. Call now. Uh, let me tell you about my book, the uh, the latest book that I've done. I've never put this particular feature in any book I've written before. Uh, this is the calendar, the 48-page the calendar. It's Chapter 2. I dedicated an entire chapter to this because I thought it was that important. I used to put a, a very truncated version of this at the bottom of each page of my annual Texas gardening calendar for 27 years. But when people quit putting calendars up on the wall, I, I just quit publishing that annual gardening calendar decide decided I'd put it in the book instead. And it has been a, a big success. People tell me this pays for the book itself. And, and I'll tell you, I make a guarantee to you that, that this will pay for, the book will pay for itself by the end of this spring or I'll refund your money. You'll be happy with the book or I'll, I'll buy it back from you. It's $36.95 plus tax and postage. And you'll get all of that back if you're not satisfied. No one has asked for a refund yet out of 74,000 copies that I've sold. Now, here's what the, the 11 chapters have. Chapter 1 has the basics, things like uh, soils in Texas and climatic zones in Texas, hardiness, things you need to know about to, that affect all of the other chapters. Chapter 2 is that calendar, four pages per month of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all the plants that you're growing. Four pages per month, 48 pages. Then comprehensive and very detailed chapters on specific categories. Trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and fruit and vegetables. That's what the book is. 840 of my photographs. Uh, 344 pages, more than 25 multi-page charts. I wrote it for every county in the state of Texas. So it applies to Beaumont and El Paso. It applies to Brownsville, and it applies to Amarillo. And that's, uh, that, that's one reason it took so long to write it. Spent a year of my life writing this book. I'd like to get it in your hands. I'll sign your copy after you buy it. And uh, there are two ways you can buy it. Uh you cannot buy it in stores. you cannot buy it on Amazon. I didn't want to put it there because they would have taken a, an additional profit out of it. That's why I kept it at 3695. It's a hardback, and it was printed in Texas on high quality paper. Those normally would have run the price up to 50, 55, 60 dollars. It's 36.95. And uh, here are the two ways you can get it. Call my office tomorrow morning, 800. 800- Seven five two grow. That's eight hundred seven five two four seven six nine. But the better way is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at N E I L S P E R R Y.
0: Leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies. Helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Hello, friends. This is Tommy
3: Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church where the love of God is proclaimed, and everyone is welcome.
1: Thank you, Tommy, very, very much. Uh, we invite you to join us at our church. That's our church. A lot of people say that about the First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. Uh, we are still worshiping online, as we have been now for 22 months. Oh, golly, I want to get back to our church. and uh, But we worship online. And uh, Tommy does a wonderful sermon. It will be this morning at 10.05, the live stream. Uh, Live services in church are at 8, 9, 10.05, and 11.10. That uh, normally would be our service. Uh, So join at sharingtheheart.org if you'd like to. First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. Let me tell you about Advanced Foundation Repair now and invite you to give them a call if you think there's any chance that you're having foundation issues Most houses, I can't say that, I'm not an expert, but many houses built on the black clay soils of the Metroplex and surrounding areas up and down Interstate 35, many houses have foundation problems or will have, either do have or will have, because the soils are expansive, contractive. And what I mean by that is clay soils get big when they're wet. I remember those days they get small they they shrink they crack when they're dry that's what we're going through right now and uh, the foundation goes along for that awful ride and if you are having that kind of an experience with your foundation if you are seeing cracks develop in uh, grout in your tile if you have windows and doors that aren't functioning quite the way they're supposed to if you see mortar joints in your brick and stone work Oh my goodness, contact Advanced Foundation Repair right away. They can tell if you have foundation issues now just as well as they can in July and August, and they can step to your rescue much more punctually now than they can in the heat of the summer. The home inspection is absolutely free, it's fairly sophisticated, and it is really accurate. It's amazing to me how they they knew where the problems were in our foundation, and when we peeled up the carpet and the padding, there they were, we could tell, and they were pretty dramatic. Advanced Foundation Repair made our house whole. Once again, they can do it for you as well. Good people, 26 years, I've told you about them. 214-333-0003. Their repairs are guaranteed for the lifetime of your home, and the inspection is absolutely free without obligation. FoundationRepairs.com, and that's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214 333
0: 3 Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected. And the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott and White Health and the hardworking healthcare frontline, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your
1: family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you. Let's go to Jan in Saxie. As promised, Jan. This is uh, Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Neil, I I need to. Go ahead. I'm going
4: to have, I want to put two large pots on my patio with flowers uh, that, um, you know, will hopefully stay pretty all summer. Uh, It it gets sun from about noon on in the day. And my question is what would be the best flowers to put there? A combination.
1: All right, and when you say large, how large in diameter?
4: Probably fifteen inches
2: or more.
1: All right, maybe. All right, and and uh, if you went a little larger, I would I would call that large. That's kind of a mid size at fifteen inches. Uh, I'm going to well, assume
2: like eighteen to twenty.
1: Okay, that that helps. Um, my friend Jimmy Turner many years ago. Jimmy uh, was the top horticulturist at the Dallas Arboretum and then went to the Royal Botanic Garden in Sydney, Australia. That was a a bit of a step up (laughs) for Jimmy, and uh, then uh, has since moved on to another uh, facility, came to Salt Lake, and then back to Australia. Uh, Jimmy had a great phrase, and perhaps it was not his originally, but it's the first place I heard it, uh, in a container like that, you want a, th- a thriller, a spiller, and a filler. The thriller would be a plant that is somewhat vertical in the center of, of the container. And if these are symmetrical containers, uh, for example, on either corner of the patio, uh, then you would want them to be matching. Uh, otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't have to match. They could be different plants in the center, but you'd have a somewhat vertical or, or egg-shaped, upright egg-shaped plant in the center. And then the, uh, the, the filler would be uh, a, a rounded or somewhat sprawling plant that would be around that plant. And then the, the spiller would be the, a, a plant that would cascade down over the, uh, the rim of the pot and, and downward. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it, it's not that you look at it and you see these three distinct, there's one, Here's another, and here's another, and I'm gesturing with my hands in three distinct areas. They blend together, but that's how you how you plant it so that you get a nice full look. And with mm-hmm. that in mind, the 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 best uh, uh, thriller plants, the more upright plants, might even be foliage. But there there are probably a hundred plants from which you could choose that would uh, grow in the afternoon sun like that. They'll have to be pretty heat tolerant, so. And you don't want them to be plants that will get too large. But let me just, for example, draw you a a possibility. Let's say that for the thriller, you would use purple fountain grass. Just let me, let me put a package together for you. Uh, you'd have purple fountain grass for your spiller, uh, your thriller. It would be upright and, and would plume out a little bit and give you a nice purple color. Uh, then, uh, for the filler, the, the plants that make up the bulk of the, the the rounded part of the planting Uh, maybe you have um oh you could use uh, a a purple or lavender uh, planting of pentas uh, p-e-n-t-a-s those are lovely and they would blend well with the purple fountain grass they'd be Mm -hmm. very very pretty um and uh, uh that would be a very attractive combination uh, you could, there, there are some other things you could, oh, I'm up against the news break here. I've got to make this quick. Uh, and and then for your spiller, you could have maybe trailing lantana, the lavender lantana. That would be a, a monochromatic. But you do something like that, and then you play around with the blend. But to, to give you, you know, 25 plants that could work well uh, in that capacity would be pretty hard to do in a in a short conversation i would get into a nursery and let them uh let them help you and and show you the examples you go into i'll I'll use my first hour sponsor callaways and they can show you they'll have some examples potted up to show you
4: okay how large a pot would i really need for these that you've named
1: well you told me you told me and I, i worked off what you told me 18 to 20 inches
4: 20 inches would be minimum. Okay, Neil, thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right, let me tell you about... Let me tell you about Baylor Scott and & White, and I will save the rest for after the break, Mike. Baylor Scott & White sponsors this hour, and they, uh, gardeners, know how much work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy. I'd like to take some time to talk about another group of incredibly hardworking people, the ones who keep us happy and healthy. There are beloved health care workers who are out there on the front line. They have the hardest job of all, and we owe each and every one of them a giant thank you. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. It's not easy to protect us from COVID, but we see you showing up every day, to uh, show, and we need to show our appreciation to the front line for being there to help us. We need to get vaccinated. We need to wear our masks. We need to do our job in helping you. Those are great ways we can show our support and our appreciation. We need to talk it up. One more big thank you to Baylor Scott & White Health, especially to the front line for all that you do to keep us all safe. Thank
3: you. 100 years serving DFW.
5: Trending now. Trending now.
3: On WBAP. And WBAP.com. The Texas legislature wants more control of the border. I'm Dennis Martin from the WBAP 24-7 News Desk.
5: ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first
3: traffic and weather on the right. Construction is closed east and westbound I-30's HOV lanes between Center Street and President George Bush Turnpike. And a similar project is blocking Highway 67's HOV lanes both directions between Loop 12 Ledbetter and Camp Wisdom Road. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast, sunny and warm today, the high 69 degrees. Tomorrow, Monday, will be mostly cloudy with scattered showers, maybe 30% or so. Tomorrow's high, 65. Right now, we're looking at 51 degrees, lots of sunshine in Fort Worth, 47 in downtown Dallas. The Texas legislature is forming a new committee to keep an eye on the border. State Senator Bob Hall is a member. Before this came out, I'd actually uh, written a letter to the Veterans Affairs and Border Security Chairman urging him to
5: call a committee hearing so we could start uh, looking into what needs to be done
3: here. The Committee on Border Security will take a hard look at the funding and policies the state has to control the border with Mexico. Dallas Area Rapid Transit has extended its free ride program for another week to help riders get accustomed to the new bus network. The
5: North Texas region, of course, we all know, has grown by leaps and bounds over the past decade. DART took this opportunity to expand and redefine what our bus network does, providing new routes because we have the opportunity to look at where people live, where they work, where they're traveling to.
3: Gordon Shattles says DART's free ride program's been extended now through February 6th. I'm Dennis Martin. The next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed with News Talk eight twenty WBAP ninety nine five FMHD two and WBAP dot com. All right, Dennis, thank
1: you very, very much. Uh we have two open lines right now. John would have been coming up right now from south of Benbrook, but he gave up and left. So If you'd like to call, this would be the time. We'll be going to Nancy and Plano in one minute. 800-288-WBAP. Actually, two minutes. 800-288-9227. Arborological Services. The experts your trees deserve. They surely are. They uh, are the best people in the tree care business. There are lots of ways we can prove it. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists, 12 of them. Most companies have one or two if they have any. And uh, this company has 12, and they lead the crews that go out every day all across North Texas. And uh, their crews are the best it gets. Their equipment is the best it gets. And uh, they have three of their uh, people who have been selected as Texas Arborists of the Year. That's pretty impressive, because that's given to one arborist each year in this entire state. There are thousands of arborists in this state, and three of them have won Arborist of the Year out of Arborological Services. Miguel Pastinez is an 11-time winner of Texas State Tree Climbing Championship and a North American champion as well. Oh, my goodness. These are the people you want taking care of your trees because they will do it better than anybody else around. From Complete Tree Maintenance, all the way to something really heroic, like putting in lightning arrests, or uh, maybe it's a damage assessment and appraisal and testifying in court cases. Everything in between, they do it all. If you're doing construction work and you want somebody to stand alongside you and protect you, be the advocate for your trees, these are the people to call. Our routine tree care, like I said. Here's the phone number. It's a toll-free number, even though they are totally local. Uh, They made this easier just so you could, call them from any area code 866-552-7267 arborological.com on facebook arborological services inc twitter at the tree experts again arborological.com 866-552-7267 arborological services All right, and here it is. the stuff.
5: You behave and you listen to the police What they tell you what to do. People are talking about 99%
3: of this stuff wouldn't even happen. Use Talk
5: 820 WBAP.
3: WBAP WBAP.com.
1: All right, let me tell you about Wortham Brothers Roofing right now and invite you to give them a call if you have any concern about whether your roof is secure or not. We have some bad weather coming up over the next several months, and you need to make sure that you have a good roof going into it. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company at 972-562-5788, WBRoofing.com. Texas premier roofing contractor, and it's been that way since they began business a generation ago in 1986. This is a second generation family business with the experience of 100,000 roofs installed. They do all kinds of roofs, composition, clay and concrete tile, metal slate, flat roofs, new and residential re-roofing. They do at all and so i want to recommend to you the people that we used at the sperry household that's wortham brothers roofing company they did our work very carefully they did it quickly they did it well and they did repairs of the of the subroofing and and the uh, the the flashing and all the other things that are part of the roof they really did a great job they also recommended to us continuous ridge vents and um, uh, that we upgrade to a better quality of roofing. We had what we thought was a really good roof, uh, good roofing, but they said now there have been improvements made. You need to consider going uh, this this way, and we did go that way, and it has really saved. It's saved on our insurance because we have a more impact-resistant roof, and it saved on our summer air conditioning bills because of those ridge vents. So much to be gained by going to Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, leaders in their industry, wbroofing.com, 972-562-5788. You don't just want your garden to
0: grow, you want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott & White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever.
1: And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very much. Let's go to Nancy in Plano. Nancy, this is Neil. Good morning, how can I help you?
4: Yes, hello, I enjoyed listening to you. I moved up here to live with my sister in Plano last year, and there is something that I really need to ask you about because she doesn't really take care of, of the plants very well. She, she
1: okay, go for uh, it.
4: This this is a rose of Sharon, and I have never seen anything so beautiful in my entire life. In spite of the freeze last year, this is six feet about six feet tall, and must have had over three to five hundred blooms. The whole thing was like one six foot tall blooming blossom. Super. Um the thing is, this is the strangest miracle or, or mistake. In the it's in the back of the house. It's uh in total it's facing um east. Um in front of it, like I'm standing right next to it right now. It has um, it's on the back, the back roads where they they park. Then there's a canal. Then there's hey, Nancy. You know, the other road. Nancy, Nancy tell Nancy.
1: me how I can help you. I may not need to know all this information. Well, is, the history
4: is, it... is that it was never planted correctly. It was just left in a plastic bag fifteen years ago. They cut down right. It's right. It's touching the the. the, the they cut a tree, so there's there's a flat tree stump about twenty inches diameter. Uh, uh, level with the ground and there this thing is coming up the root ball uh, it's okay all of the blooms are at the end of the twigs each twig has a bloom on it it's unbelievable that's
1: that's normal for rose of sharon nancy i'm i'm trying to figure out how i can help you
4: oh should i prune these dead twigs these dead blooms
1: uh, you can take them off if you wish. You normally don't do a lot of pruning on Rose of Sharon. It's a very winter-hardy uh, member of the hibiscus family. They, uh, they are grown clear up into Iowa and Ohio and to the Great Lakes, and uh, very lovely shrubs. If anything, they don't like our heat as much. They, they will abort their flowers when it turns really hot. You remember this spring, we had a lot of rain in the spring and early summer, and that's very much to their liking. Uh, uh, I hope this doesn't happen, but there will be years when it's dry and hot early, and and they will abort a lot of their flowers, or it will abort a lot of its flowers, so don't be surprised if that happens. But with your description, I'm having a hard time figuring if you need to do anything. If it has coexisted with that tree stump, I'd just leave it alone. Um, If you know of a specific problem that I can help you with, let me know what it is
4: problem that i'm noticing because nobody's looked at this for 15 years nobody's done anything to it
1: i, I got but, that but i can't help you with a problem if i don't know what the problem is
4: okay well the root ball comes up but it looks like when it started coming up the root ball split into two trees kind of what um, uh, um craig metals do so you have one if you have two uh, trunks
1: that's normal it's a shrub
4: Okay. Well, there are two main trunks. Then one of the trunks again split into two more trunks. That's normal. It's a shrub.
1: It's a shrub. It will have many, many branches.
4: Well, the the two the the, between the two original main trunks is a big crevasse. And right, I'm touching it right now. It looks like it's almost the big one to the east is about maybe to split off. And right now, it has a white fungus. Right where uh, at the bottom here, where where it splits from the other trunk, should I worry about that, or should I just not even leave it?
1: If the plant was healthy and both of the both of the stems were vigorous last year, it's probably nothing to worry about. What you're seeing may be uh, some kind of a a fungal growth that is external to the to the the plant itself, just growing there because there was a, a, a. A void that uh, debris caught in or something. Uh, If you feel that it is, if you feel that it is in any way damaging to one of the two stems, then you could get a a canister of dusting sulfur and dust it. I don't know that you need to do that. It's not, nothing that I've ever heard of being a problem with Rose of Sharon. I okay, think I th- think you need to leave it alone and and uh, just enjoy it and, and just make a point of going out there when it's blooming and enjoy it oh, sounds like a, it sounds like it's gonna be
4: fun well there's one other question when these when these three trunks grow they grow up to about three feet then they branch then they start each once it's like huh, well whatever each one' again splits into three branches and then th- I know it's three 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 all the way to the, the bulbs. Well, it's gotten to the point where the 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 the, the 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 eastern one has gone up and now it's going back down and the the, the flowering part is almost touching the ground.
1: Well Nancy you and may the, need yeah let me let me kind of wrap it up for you. You may need to do a little shaping of the plant if it's if it's growing erratically, you could certainly shape it. Uh, do some pruning now. It's a summer flowering shrub and so yes that pruning would be done now while it's dormant, but I would encourage you to do as little as possible. If you have a branch that is growing a direction that obviously you don't want a branch to grow, then you can remove that branch and, and prune it back flush with another branch and just uh, just reshape the plant. But don't do any more than you have to, uh, because it sounds like the plant is very happy. Hey, I appreciate your call, and I hope I was helpful. It's really hard to know how to advise without seeing the plant, but sounds like it's uh, very happy and and doing its thing. So thanks for calling. Uh, Tanya in Poetry, let me come to you right now. Tanya, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How may I help you?
6: Um, Yes, Um, we moved out to Poetry about four years ago, and um, in the spring, um, we were infested by grasshoppers, and so um, asked around uh, how to get rid of them, and we got no lobate bait and put out for the last, like, three years, and it does make them go down a little bit as far as the numbers, but we are still getting infested by them. And they're starting to eat our oak tree leaves and other leaves off plants. So, um, how do I prevent them from coming out of the ground? Or when they come out, what do I do?
1: I don't know that you can prevent them from uh, from being there because they're very mobile. They're not necessarily uh, the the ones that are bothering will bother your plants this year if indeed there is another swarm of them. Uh, will not necessarily originate on your property. They may be coming in from a mile away. They, yeah. they migrate around. And so what you need to do is when you see them, not only use the bait, but you may want to use some kind of a, an overhead spray. Not, not I'm not talking about like a crop duster. I'm just talking about right. use a. What I always recommend to people is get a, a spray that is labeled for use on grasshoppers, and uh, use it on the end of your hose and spray downward over the grasshoppers so that you you will hit them as they try to fly away. Usually grasshoppers are present for. Uh, a one or two week cycle and then they they abate for a while you may or may not have another generation and if you can hit them at the time that they are are crescendoing and the the peak is is uh, on the uh, ascension you can you can knock that generation out Uh, you have to be very careful to get rid of any tall weeds that are on your property any tall grasses that that would be the harboring point for them if it's if they're coming from a you know somebody else's property. You can't do much about that, other than to protect your plants. They are difficult. Uh, there's no question yeah. about it, and they do eat a lot of different plants. I haven't seen them be a real problem on oaks, but boy, they can. They'll eat hollies. They eat a lot of stuff, so it doesn't surprise me. Right. But you know, one thing I have noticed, tanya if it offers any uh, hope for you, is you may go ten years and not not see them be a problem. I've seen that on our rural property where we live. Uh, we'll have grasshoppers one year and I may not see them for 15 or 20 years again at the at the level that they were that year and uh, so right. hopefully that'll be the case well, for
6: you every year i mean thousands i mean like an good. invasion what do you so. have
1: around you do you have uh, do you have farm fields that that are bringing yes. them in or what yeah
6: um probably yes and uh, we live out in the country so sure. There's a lot of horses and cattle and stuff like that. So Well, that's not um, they're not they're not farming. attracted to
1: horses and cattle, but they would be attracted yeah. to corn, they'd be attracted to sorghum, yes. they'd be attracted yep. to things that that's would what, be grown around horses and cattle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, the best um, thing you can do is just keep a close eye and and uh, step to the rescue. It usually is gonna be in in uh, more in the in the summer than it will in the spring. Yes. Whenever it happens, it happens and it's not good.
6: Yeah. April May and June it were like totally infested by them so now, um one more question do you recommend um like guineas because other people have told me about that, but I've read up on those, and apparently they're very annoying um but <laughs>
1: I mean, what do you? I got to tell, yeah, I'll then? tell you a story about guineas. Uh, we have never had them on our 11 acres. Our neighbors across the street did. Uh, I, before I forget to recommend this, please look, uh, uh, do a, a Google search for uh, Texas A&M entomology grasshoppers, and okay. there will be some really good write-ups there. And I would even, uh, I would even uh, broaden that uh, to say university. Um, entomology, grasshoppers. I'm not sure. I think maybe the best write-up that I saw last year when I was doing a story for eGardens, my electronic newsletter that I do each week, I believe might have been Colorado State uh, had a really good write-up on them. Uh, They're a problem in every state, and so it doesn't matter really where you find the write-up. Oklahoma State has uh, increasingly good uh, online stories. Uh, So do Clemson and and some of the others. But I believe it was Colorado State had the best one that was user-friendly for uh hack horticulturist like me as opposed to some you know phd entomologist i don't need that uh, anyway <laughs> so that'll help you a lot uh, in getting some really good uh, information um, okay. as far as guineas uh, they probably <laughs> they probably would eat uh, the grasshoppers uh, annoying is not the beginning of the description um, we had a neighbor she was a wonderfully sweet lady now departed who had guineas and they would come across the county road which was not terribly busy uh, (laughs) uh, into our garden and they would i don't know what they were going after because we didn't have much in the way of uh, grasshoppers but they'd come scratch around in the garden and in my daylilies, and they would just tear stuff up royally and my wife would go out she'd get the dogs to go chase the guineas and chase them home and and we didn't, we didn't want to make, it was, the lady was so sweet, and, and, uh, and we just wanted to chase the guineas home, go home, and we'd go run after them, and, and most of the time I was there to do it, but but Lynn went out one day and chased them across the road, and just as, and they, they fly like a bag of flour, um, oh. <laughs> about three feet off the ground, and she was, she had the dog with her, and, and they were chasing about 20 guineas across the road, and about that time, a guy on a motorcycle came down the hill right through the flock of guineas, and luckily nobody was hurt—guineas or motorcyclist. But I can't imagine how that must have felt to have a flock of guineas right in front of you as a motorcyclist.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
1: anyway, I—I I don't think I want to recommend guineas. They're noisy, okay. and they are—they will tear up your garden about as bad as the grasshoppers will. Okay. Good she had a wonderful right. garden, so maybe they do work, but not—not uh, yeah. not my choice
6: okay good good to know well thank All you right. so much for your time
1: have a good day thanks for the call gary in tustin california you'll be coming up next and i'll try to help you um that's a long ways away but i'll sure try to help you stay with me Niels ferry's lone star gardening is my book it's uh, not in stores it's not on amazon that was on purpose uh, a lot of purposes i have worked through publishing houses for the uh, Uh, other four books that I have done. Actually, there was another book beyond that that got canceled at the 11th hour at the altar, shall we say. Um, But uh, uh, anyway, to my point... I just didn't want to go through a publishing house. I wanted to self-publish this one so I could go to the press checks, make sure that the photos printed the way I wanted them. I wanted to uh, be able to work with Carolyn Skye as my editor and Cindy Smith as my graphic designer because I had worked with both of those wonderful ladies on many projects before and I knew they were the best. And I didn't want to work with committees from a publishing house to have them browbeat me down on what went into the book so my 200 page book ended up 344 pages it uh, it was always going to be a hardback Uh, the publishers were always wanting to take them to uh, paperback and i just didn't want that so we have a 344 page hardback 840 photographs printed in san antonio to keep texans uh, employed it's not in stores it's not on amazon it covers every aspect of gardening in every county in texas so it's uh, going to cover uh, lawns, landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening, all of it for your area. And your satisfaction is fully guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. Uh, we are in the fifth printing right now. The sixth printing is on the press, but it's not going to complete because we ran out of paper. The printer could not get enough paper, so they're going to finish it, set it over there, and wait for more of that That particular paper to be manufactured, and then we'll put it back on the press again. But I have enough fifth printing to go for a while. If you'd like to get one of those copies, thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage, I will sign your book as you buy it. I would suggest you don't delay because we may run out of books. I don't know, uh, but the, the time to order is now. You can order it by calling my office tomorrow morning at 800- seven five two grow eight hundred seven five two four seven six nine. But the better way is to order it right now while you can at Neilsperry dot com and as Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at Neilsperry. They are great. They are absolutely great. Advanced Foundation Repair. That home inspection, as I said, is absolutely free. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. It's a pleasant experience to go into Ace Hardware. When you walk in the door, they will greet you. They will help you with uh, whatever your need is. They have a specialist in the store who knows about electrical uh, uh, repairs, plumbing repairs, paint and uh, matching paints, garden supplies, all of that, uh, you will have the help that you need. That doesn't happen in the big national chain stores. You don't have that kind of individual service. And the other thing that's neat is when you go in uh, to your Ace Hardware store, You will be talking to and working with people you already know. They're people that you've already uh, been on committees with at your church or in Little League or at the PTA. They're people you already know who care about your community. These are locally owned stores. This is not part of some national chain, impersonal national chain. These are local people who care and uh, they have the best products and they have very affordable price and you get that personal service those are reasons i shop at ace i hope you will too because ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks gardening advice is only helpful
0: when people actually hear it and the same goes for telling folks about all the things our health care workers are doing to protect us from covid so share the word on social media remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line and now back to neil all
1: right snooby thank you very very much and we go back to our phone lines we're going out of state on this one gary in tustin california gary this is neil good morning Good morning, Neil. How are you, sir? I'm well, thank you, sir. How can You're up early. How can I help you?
5: Yeah, well, uh, I got up uh, early to start working on my yard here. I've uh, got a buddy out there in Burleson named Jay Jones. He uh, was listening to your program. I sent him some pictures of my lawn this morning. He called me up and said, hey, call you guys. So you well, might be able to help me out.
1: I'll give it a try. So
5: I've got, yeah, thank you. I've got a lawn, it's not big, it's probably only uh, 10 by 20, just a small little area, but it was planted with uh, tall fescue um, for my dog, and uh, it seems that, I don't know if dog urine kills grass, Uh, but anyway, now I've got dead grass all over the place, and it's spotted out, and it's getting down to almost just dirt again, and I'm wondering, how do I restore this? All but right, uh,
1: let me not get horribly graphic, but I'm going to have to. Uh, this is male or female dog? Uh, female. All right, and so the spots are scattered across the yard?
5: Uh, correct. You know, small little spots, wherever she might pee, kind of turns yellow. You got yellow. it, yeah.
1: that is what's doing it. A male dog would be over by the tree trunk, generally, although we are house-sitting a male dog at our house, and he... Uh, he he squats. He doesn't go to the tree trunk. So, I, I he, yeah, whatever. But that's what happens. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, and uh, that's that's what happens. Um, the uh, <laughs> somebody asked me on uh, on my Facebook page back back when Facebook was operating normally uh, about that, and I said, Do you have a dog? Yes, I do. And I said, Is it a female dog? yes are you clairvoyant or what no that's just how it works uh the way that you get around it unfortunately is if you can teach her to go to a given spot and just sacrifice that spot by putting bark mulch or something there uh then that that will help with the problem if you immediately could could hose the area down uh, with water that would dilute the the salt it's the it's the salt in the urine that's causing the problem and otherwise it's just it's burning the the uh, the grass and there's just not much you can do so I'm putting too much fertilizer on grass i'm up against my out of out of time time so gary i gotta run hey everybody thanks for listening i have enjoyed being with you until next week happy gardening